The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking to Aidan O'Sullivan about how he made nine grand just before he put his prices up. Now, you might have heard of Aidan before because he's one of the very active members of not only our membership, The League, but also our free Facebook group, the Email Marketing Show community. And if you haven't heard of Aidan before, it probably means you're not a member of either of those two things. So uh, after this conversation, we would love you to come and join in and talk about your email marketing and what you're doing in your business over in our free Facebook group. As I said, it's called the Email Marketing show community because it is a community for people who love to listen to this show all you have to do is hurl open facebook and search for the email marketing show community i'm not going to say it again uh, and the group will pop right up alternatively you can open any web browser like safari or chrome or uh, firefox just type in rob and group and it will forward you right over to that facebook group now he wouldn't say he's Harry Potter, but he does have a scar on his forehead. It's comedy hypnotist Robert Temple, and he's never seen Disney's film Frozen. It's psychological <laughs> mind reader Kennedy. Where, where's your scar on your forehead? So uh, it's over here somewhere. Uh, if you oh, look very closely, you can see it. Uh, I, I didn't oh, yeah. get it from fighting a, a, a wizard who killed both my parents. Um, I got it by falling on, my, on, a, on a hairdryer when I was uh, about That's three. That's so much more you, isn't it? Oh, I got it falling on a hairdryer. I was about three, and I fell on my mum's hairdryer. And the, sh- the, the bit I've always described as the sharp bit. Looking back, I'm not sure what the sharp bit of a hairdryer is. Oh, yeah. Never hold it by the pointy end, a hairdryer. Be careful <laughs> on that. Never run in the house at the point you're in the hairdryer. Ah, safety first. I was quite late to the frozen party as well, but you've made it uh, a, a few years longer than me, and you've still never seen it. Yeah, I just feel like I just need to let it. No, I'm not going to do the joke. I'm not <laughs> I will say I don't know how Disney have done what they've done. It proves the power of marketing. It's definitely not their best film, but like the world seems to think it is. And no offense, if you listen to this and you've got kids and you think it's no, you probably hate it as well. If that's the case, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is the best Disney film then? Ooh, on the probably spot, right? one of the Toy Story ones. Oh, yeah, there you go, mm. there you go. I like the originals, like Sleeping Beauty, all that stuff. Love those. The dark, twisted. Anyway, hello. We're a stage hypnotist and a psychological mind reader turned email marketing geeks who give course creators, coaches, and membership site owners everything that you need to use psychology-driven email marketing and be the email marketing hero of your business. That basically means you make more sales more predictably in less time with a brand new episode every email marketing Wednesday. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on this podcast if you haven't already. There is a brand new episode every Email Marketing Wednesday. As Kennedy said, I'm on board with it now. And uh, that means that you'll get a little notification on your uh, podcasting app every Wednesday when a new episode comes out. And you'll be one of the first cool kids on the block to download it. There you go. There you go. And uh, thanks to everybody who's been leaving lovely reviews of the show on the podcast players. We're going to start reading them out in a couple of weeks' time. So if you haven't already left us a lovely review on Apple Podcasts and stuff, go over to Apple Podcasts right now. Do that. It really helps us to know that you're listening. We'd love to hear you listening. We'd love to give you a name check on the show. That would be lovely. So, Rob, we're joined by the rather lovely turtleneck-wearing Aidan O'Sullivan. Hey, Aidan, how are you? I'm very good. What an intro. Love it. <laughs> I mean, he's been introduced as like amazing magician, phenomenal businessman. But on this show, where's turtlenecks? 
He's just grateful. He's grateful to get a word in after sitting listening to us waffle on for three minutes and 54 seconds and a full start because <laughs> I got it wrong. <laughs> that was the only time we've ever done a, uh, like, we've restarted. We usually would just crack on and go, no, you cocked it up. But uh, we're slightly, slightly more professional today. Aidan, you've, um, you've been doing some amazing stuff in your business and stuff. Do you want to just tell people in case anybody doesn't know what you are? There's two main distinct areas of your business and your life. Um, tell us a bit about what you do. So there's two major elements to what I do. I'm an entertainer, magician by trade, and I also help and support other entertainers in the process. Mm, that sounds good. And if a magician say, I'm a magician by trade, I'm thinking, I'm imagining a magician under the sink, fixing the pipes with a wand. Like A trade always feels like, like a, a proper like trade thing. Yeah, so you've been, I've been a magician for ages, and then uh, a bit like me in, in some ways, um, but obviously you're, you're better than me. Um, do A lot of the magicians have been asking you, hey, how do you become so booked? And you've been helping them out um, fix everything from like their mindset through to like the business stuff, through to you know, the whole business modeling stuff, which has been quite interesting. So with that said, um, at what point in your journey did you really, in your entire business journey, because you've been doing this a while, did you actually get started doing any kind of email marketing? Uh, truthfully, uh, maybe 18 months ago, two years at the most, and it, it never really took off any time beforehand. I kind of just wasn't doing anything with it. I just, I thought it was that spammy thing that people just do for the sake of it. Maybe thought it was something that magicians don't need to do because it probably feels like it's not part of that business model. Yeah, I think the the big thing is like people talk about seeing people and performing and getting on stage and people that see you then book you. And that was kind of the only thing that I kind of thought about. I never thought about actually using email marketing to get gigs or actually do anything with that. It was just it was just never really spoken about to the point that actually it's just it just never crossed my mind whatsoever. So I'm curious, as you started to dive into email marketing and, and see it as a worthwhile thing both for your business to help you obviously you started your online stuff with a podcast i think and then sort of that grew out into courses and that kind of thing so um when you started that what would you say was your biggest barrier to actually getting going with email i mean first things first was actually working out what the heck to to, to say without just being hey buy my thing hey here's a button to pay me like it, it just felt weird actually tr trying to come up with things to say in interesting ways like i could never actually know what people wanted to hear without being just annoyed and i think it fell into that idea that email marketing was a spammy thing it was something that people just did because that was i, I don't really know it was just a kind of weird thing to come up with the ideas uh to have emails that people actually wouldn't mind receiving that was kind of it not wouldn't mind receiving rather than enjoyed receiving mm -hmm. so let's let's actually with that in mind then what what did we doing any email marketing at all before you joined us in the league oh no not at all oh you weren't doing any so literally people would either hire you or whatever and they would just not hear from you whatsoever well i mean all it was was a case of i'll reply either by one huge lengthy email or it would all just come in through like social media and I'd rely on the social media rather than rather than email. Mm, okay. So when you when you first joined the league, what was the first change that you made? Started sending emails. <laughs> I feel like that was the the obvious thing. It was a case of right, I need to do something. I have people that want to hear from me that have opted in to hear about shows or to hear about just what I'm up to and stuff, but I'd never actually committed to 
to telling them about anything other than hey here's a, an event come and buy a ticket now actually being able to start sending more emails through the process actually when i didn't really have something to not something to sell but i didn't really have a lot to say it felt like i was still able to to tell them something and actually give them a, a, a some entertainment whilst i wasn't actually sort of in entertainment mode so sending more emails was kind of the the big change i want to i do want to brush over that because one of the big hurdles that you've overcome in that process is the mindset thing of thinking that email isn't for me or it's difficult or how do i do it or it's this spammy thing so actually what made you decide you know obviously you've you've known of us for a while or known us for a while um just through like the sort of entertainment circles and that kind of thing but how what was it that you saw or heard or whatever that gave you the mindset piece to say actually email should be part of what i'm doing i think the major thing was actually seeing that it it's very different uh, and it can be done in so many different ways. It's not just a case of this is how you do email marketing. You just send an email and hope for the best. Like it, it wasn't just one sided thing. Like I really love just experimenting and playing with new ideas and, and just seeing something work from different angles and, and seeing that email marketing, you could send different pieces of content. You could send like a lot of different things, wrap things in different ways. Like it just got my sort of attention uh, like curiosity got the better of me at the end of the day. It was like, I just knew that that was the thing I wanted to do uh, because I could find ways to make it work in my business rather than seeing it sort of done for my business. I, it, it just appealed to it as like a, almost like a project more so than anything. So um, what was like the gap it was trying to fix though? Like, because we, we none of us really buy things, especially don't get into any kind of new marketing thing or business thing. Like there was something missing that you thought, you know, I think this email thing is potentially going to fix that. At that point, obviously, the point of joining anything in you or trying email marketing for the first time, it's a potential thing. But what was that gap that you were trying to fix? What was missing? Oh, I didn't have enough like leads coming through uh, in that sense. I had people that wanted to hear from me, but mm. nobody nobody was booking me at that point. Nobody was actually saying, "Hey, I want to talk to you in in more of a sort of a sales-based way." So it was it was good to actually be a lot more proactive rather than just sitting back and saying, "Ah, oh, the the sales will come, the leads will come, I'm doing stuff." And and what about your coaching business uh, at the time like how what was the gap you were trying to to fill there with email? Oh, there it was. A, it was. We just needed sales more consistently. It was constantly a rat race of having to go out and, and we was doing social media stuff. We was plastering content on every platform. We was doing an awful lot. Wheelhousing hundred and ten hour work weeks just to oh. just to make ends meet. It was it was horrendous. It, it just never. It was disgusting at that point. You felt like you're really like in in the hustle, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, and, it, and then it was annoying because that was like the thing that was what you were supposed to do. You were supposed to grind it out in the early stages of business and things, and you're supposed to do the hundred-hour work weeks and look at the <laughs> phenomenal people of the world and think, ah, oh, they're doing it, so that's what I need to do. How do you feel about that mindset now? That now you've been through that and done the hustle thing, the grind yourself almost into oblivion, which you 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 guys worked yourselves almost into the ground. I remember having to have a word with you guys and go, stop doing this. How do you feel about that mindset of hustling the shit out of things? Oh, stupid. Oh, ri absolutely ridiculous. It was, it was such a waste of time, energy. It was, it was the big e emphasis was on working harder when actually it should have been on working smarter and actually looking what is sustainable, what is actually working and just focusing on that rather than just doing 
everything for the sake of, oh, I've got some hours free. Let's just work on every. It just felt really weird. Yeah, it's a stupid approach. I, I could never go back to it. That's great. I'm curious, what was the first thing you started to implement with email then? I think first thing uh, when it came around to email was obviously sending sending more emails, but it was actually using full campaigns rather than just sending an email in the hope that it might make some money this week. It was actually putting together a full st structured argument of, hey, come and buy this thing. Because at the time we were selling a lot of individual one-off like masterclasses and products. And it was very having month on month, having to cycle through things, but actually being able to put a campaign together and then just sort of tweak it for next month and, and just add a new thing, like actually building up some more email quality rather than just the occasional email hoping for the best. That was, that was the first major thing. And when you start implementing like more campaign things where there's like a beginning, a middle and an end where it's all leading in one direction rather than just popping up like a whack-a-mole yeah. going, oh, what about this message? And what about that message? And it's all just coming from different directions. It's all got the sequence. What sort of happened? What, what was the observation you made as an outcome of now working on this campaign-led approach? I mean, the immediate thing was more sales, actually more money in the bank, just literally straight away from the okay. from email one of the Great. campaign uh which was beautiful and what yeah. also happened over the time of that is like it didn't the results didn't just happen through the campaign like click rates open rates all that kind of stuff just shot up through the campaign but it stayed higher afterwards it had like this this tail effect of people actually were listening to what we had to say we're actually paying attention to what it is that was being offered and kind of built that relationship a lot a lot deeper I mean, just besides having the, the hey, X amount of people bought off of this one email, which feels great, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. it, was a, it was a lovely feeling compared to hours of slaving away, hoping that somebody on Facebook that you've never met before might just potentially buy a thing. Mm. I love mm -hmm. it. Mm. So I'm curious what happened next. So you've run a campaign, you've seen results. That must be a bit mind-blowing at that point, having got out of, having been doing all this hustle and grind and hope for the best. Um, so you've had you've run a campaign that worked. Now what what happened next? I mean, the next thing was to actually we put the systems in place so that they would be running on autopilot, so that we didn't have to keep putting our list, blasting them through uh, sales campaign constantly every single week, which. I was guilty of when I first joined the league. There were so many there. I think it was every other week we was launching a new campaign for a new product or a same product in a different way, which was exciting. It was fun. I was quite busy during that yeah. time, but it was fun. But then it was taking all of the good stuff that actually was working and then letting every subscriber fall through that in their own journey. And I just can't get over the, the contrast from this high level of hustle, having to start every new conversation again, typing words to individuals to try and get them on the hook, to try and get them interested, get their attention, and bring them through a sales conversation, compared to the, the contrast, like night and day, between that and having automated email campaigns where you're actually doing, I'm not going to say nothing, because you're still bringing people on the other end, in, in the front, we've all got the rest of the business to run, email's just an element of all of our businesses. But here the contrast of going from hustle hard really grinding out to i've now implemented a system which is basically working like an asset right you've invested some time in setting it up and now it's reaping rewards day in day out like any kind of investment i mean that must have felt really freeing for you it was yeah it was it was amazing it was finally a case of like i could get to go and do 
the fun stuff without feeling guilty. And that was like going and doing presentations and 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 speaking to people in groups and actually going and seeing a, a, an audience, which is again as an entertainer, kind of you thrive on that. Yeah. But it was it was good to actually go and do that stuff that we were kind of feeling guilty about doing because we weren't taking care of sales. It was just it was hidden. But to have all of that in the back just automated happening. I, it was just such a relief. It was honestly the best what thing. Kind of, what kind of impact did it make in terms of, yes, you had more freedom, very important. But in terms of like the real brutal numbers, what kind of impact did it have on revenue? Can you remember the sort of revenue you were doing before? And then we'll talk about a particular campaign you ran and, and had some great results. But revenue before implementing this stuff and having this approach to email, what did that look like? I mean, it was... It wasn't great. It was month by month, hoping for the best, maybe making a few hundred pounds, few, like, it, it wasn't great. It was just mm-hmm. borderline non-existent. It, it just wasn't worth the time. It was like for every 10 hours I'd put in, I'd make a quid. It just wasn't <laughs> wasn't worth it. Yeah, yeah. And, and you feel like I need to be working harder because if I do 10 hours and that's a pound, then I need to uh, make do 100 hours and make uh, 10, whatever the math is on that, 10 pounds maybe. I don't know. Um, and then compare that to when you run different campaigns. So um, what was the most successful campaign that you ran, that you've run so far in, in this process? So we actually had a program, a coaching program, it, which we was raising the price of. And that campaign, uh, we made about £9,000 uh, just by running the campaign. And and how long did it take you how how long was that process of making the 9 grand? Was that a couple of a few months over a year? How long did it take? Maybe a week, 10 days. Holy hell. I mean, <laughs> a week. So and you, and and, do, and did you feel like you I mean, did you feel like you hustled? You, you didn't. I mean, I know the answer to this question. I'm being absolutely um, leading in the question because I know you absolutely didn't hustle. You grabbed some emails and you sent them to your email list. I mean, am I being over am I oversimplifying this? That was pretty much it. It was. Okay. It, I felt so awkward during that week because I felt like I, for the first time ever, had put my feet up and I didn't know what to do with myself. I felt like I was twiddling my thumbs while this was all just happening. I mean, it, it was great, but it just felt weird. What was amazing about this is you took something, and I think there's a really great lesson for all of us, right, is often when people are about to put their prices up, which is what you were doing, you were raising the price of your core offer, your core program to, 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 a, to a higher ticket piece. And most people will go, oh, I don't want to tell anybody about that. Let's not tell people about that. In fact, we were at an event when we talked to, um, we were talking to some really smart marketers in London about a year ago. And they said, oh, you shouldn't tell people when you're about to put your price up because those people who haven't bought yet should buy at the new price. And we're like, no, 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 no. Flip that around. Use this as an opportunity to make the sale. So you grabbed our price hike campaign from inside the league, actually, and you just ran that to your list. And that's that's the thing that turned into this £9,000, which is about, I don't know, just, I mean, the exchange rate right now is not really good, but it's more than $10,000 in, uh, in sales in just a matter of days, which is, I mean, it's unbelievable, isn't it? It's crazy. It was crazy. So yeah, I'm curious, yeah, looking okay. back now and looking forward now, how do you feel about your email marketing at this point? How do you feel about email marketing generally at this point? I love it. I, I think it's really, it's fun. I didn't think it was going to be fun and it like actually interesting to do. It's reliable as well, which is something I definitely didn't think was the case beforehand. <laughs> it was kind of those, I thought it was that case of just go for the sheer volume. That's something we hear a lot. It's have a gigantic email list and then you win all of the monies and actually 
<laughs> like it, it just doesn't quite fit like that it can be the other way around completely which was which was nice so yeah it's much more comfortable it's kind of the first thing i look at at any point now if ever i want to make get more leads or, or more sales or, or just anything it's like how can i do this with email first and then see what else can be fitted into that structure oh, that's an amazing lesson isn't it like i mean we think that way because we're complete email nerds and so we think about and breathe and i think our brains are wired up at emails but i mean I, th- I think that's it's amazing to hear somebody else think i think about the email promotion first so now for our listeners listening right now thinking okay Aiden is this great magician he's, he's helping all these performers do all this stuff with it these coaching programs all this great stuff he made he made nine grand bloody ass crazy right in a few days great but for our listeners what's one action that you would say has had the most impact on you that somebody should go and do what's an action you've taken that has had a massive impact or the most impact that you think if everybody did this this would really help them out sending more useful emails not just an email saying once a week or once a month saying hey here's a list of all the stuff that we've had to happen actually sending more emails with stories and interesting hooks and Mm. just interesting stories it really helped from my perspective anyway it was really good to actually be accountable and every day sit and write an email and that builds up over time, over the course of a year, 18 months. Suddenly, you're writing emails in such a short amount of time. They're actually useful and practical, and people love it. Like it was, That's the, the number one thing. It's been such a shift. And it crosses over to the social content as well. I know a lot of people love social media, but actually being able to follow simple frameworks and simple structures to write good emails, it just translates perfectly to what should i post on social media it's the same approach uh if anything like it's quicker and it's just been more useful for me to follow that approach i think what you've done in the last sort of two-ish years is incredible really to go from somebody who'd never done any email marketing hadn't even it's not like you had a, an old school email newsletter you used to send out in mailchimp with loads of sections and colors and images and stuff and you've had to like transition to a more modern way of doing it you've literally did, weren't doing anything uh, and i've got to get to where you are now where you can run a 10-day campaign and make nine grand and all this other stuff so what do you plan on doing next with email this is really interesting because I, I think it's what's more important here for me than just doing stuff is to it's to make the stuff that I'm actually doing and enjoying and putting the systems in place to take care of the rest so I can just focus on the good stuff. Uh, and again, the systems being things like that are nurturing leads, that are actually making sales, that are actually doing stuff without me having to get involved. Like I really, I really now that I'm on this sort of clear wave of thinking when it comes to the amount of time that I'm investing in, in work and stuff. Like I want to do as much as possible to have, avoid ever going anywhere near mass volumes of hours. And it's just, that's kind of, it's difficult to know exactly where I'm headed with it, but it's definitely building the systems and, and allowing a lot of the automated element to take care of the stuff that's usually the most time consuming. I love it. I love it. Uh, this has been such a really uh, inspiring conversation talking about that journey from, not as Rob said, not improving email marketing, starting bloody email marketing and, and working through this way, which, um, which I think is absolutely amazing. So uh, uh, t- uh, if anybody wants to find out more about what you're doing and uh, what, what, where we can see you doing your, your amazing magic and other things that you're working on and stuff, where should we go to find out more about you? Just go to AidenTheWizard.com 
Uh, that's the uh, the technical thing. There's not many other wizards in the world, so I've stolen it. Uh, yeah, just aidinthewizard.com and everything's on there. Uh, absolutely amazing uh, love that and if you're thinking right now at home or wherever you happen to be listening to this I'm assuming you're at home you're on a sofa you're having a nice time whatever um, then if you're thinking how do I get access to these campaigns the price hike campaign that Aiden used and he sent to his email list uh, and as well as more than 30 other email sequences which are psychologically stacked to move people to understand want and then buy your products and services go check out the uh, full details over at theleaguemembership.com theleaguemembership.com and you'll be able to see what all the fuss is about anyway now it's time for this week's subject line of the week subject line of the week robert what have you got this one is uh what was she talking about with talking in capital letters and then a little mind blown emoji on the end of it all uh and it was it was just telling an interesting story about kennedy took a trip down to london with one of his pals and uh got into an interesting conversation with a waitress uh, who was convinced anyway long long story short this waitress was very confused about something that hadn't happened and she was convinced that it had and uh, it was that story so uh, what was she talking about lots of curiosity people want to know who she and what was she talking about uh, so yeah what was, she, was she talking, talking about? about it too yeah lots of qu- lots of questions on that that's this week's subject line of the week subject line of the week thank you so much for listening to this whole episode of the show this week just in case you don't know in case you're new to the show we are here every single week with a brand new episode of the email marketing show it's completely free for you to tune in and get all the latest tips on how to improve and maximize your sales for your business with email marketing but make sure you don't miss out on a single episode hit the subscribe button on your podcast player and the new episode will download for you automatically every i'm gonna say it i'm gonna say it again email marketing wednesday yeah baby anyway that's it for this week we'll see you next wednesday for a brand new one bye folks